Good morning, class. Good morning. <laughs> I'm Keith Moore, and welcome to Faith School. We've saved you a seat right here in the front, and we want you to get ready, get your Bible, and get you something to take notes on, and come join us. And Faith School, praise God, is the place where our faith is fed, where our spirit grows strong, and where we learn how to overcome. Let's say that again. Where my faith gets fed, my spirit grows strong, and I learn how to overcome. Hallelujah. To be an overcomer. Well, um, if you were with us on last week's classes, we learned that faith is not just a, a theological position. Faith is not just a, a set of uh, things that we adhere to uh, mentally or we see, people ask each other, they say, what faith are you? What faith are you? And that means what set of beliefs do you adhere to? We learned that the just shall live by faith. We saw it uh, four different scriptures uh, as we talked about last week that said the exact same phrase and we found faith is not just a set of beliefs, faith is a way of life. It's how God functions. It's how He operates. And He has commanded us to be imitators of Him as dear children and to follow Him, to live like He does, to function and operate like He does. If you weren't with us, uh, you can go back and, and look at those and, and receive those lessons and get caught up with us. Because today we're going on, this week we're advancing and moving further. Our faith is getting fed, our, our spirit's growing strong, and uh, God has already ordained that we be more than conquerors, overcomers. Let's pray. Let's release faith that exactly what we need to hear and see today and this week is what will happen. Father, in Jesus' name, we agree together for everyone watching and listening, that their hearts and our hearts will be open and receptive and our eyes and our ears and our minds would be able to comprehend and receive, Lord, answers, direction, help, exactly what you know we need to be able to rise up and overcome every problem and every work of adversity and to receive every good thing from you and we thank you in advance for causing that to happen in us. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you, Lord. Let's turn in the scriptures uh, today to uh, Hebrews, the 11th chapter. Hebrews chapter 11, and we're going to look at verse 1. And we're going to begin talking about what faith is. Much Idea, you know, much talk, many ideas about faith. A lot of people have varying opinions. But you know, in, in school, you have textbooks. And in this school, faith school, we have uh, the Bible as our final and complete authority on the subject. And so we're not to just have theories and ideas about what these things are. Let's go to the Word and let's let the Lord tell us what he said, and then accept that. Instead of trying to find different ways to say it, 
or, you know, different ways to describe it or your own thing. Uh, you know, you hear people say, use this phrase and say, well, you know, I have to hold on to my truth. Well, that's an incorrect phrase. Truth is truth. And uh, it's independent of what you think or I think. And so the scripture said, Jesus said, if you're my disciple, if you're my student and learner, you'll know the truth and the truth will make you free. In Hebrews 11, we're given the answer to what faith is. We're given God's definition of it. Hebrews 11.1, 1, it says, now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Young's literal translation, a very, uh, very accurate uh, translation, Young by Dr. Young, the same uh, man who authored the Young's Concordance. He says it like this, faith is of things hoped for, a confidence of matters not seen, a conviction. If you look up the word uh, in the concordance, uh, what you know faith is exactly, you'll find the word persuasion. You'll find the word assurance. You'll find the word trust. And in the simplest way of saying it, that's what faith is. Faith is being persuaded of something. If you're persuaded about it, you're assured about it. If you're assured and persuaded, you trust it. You trust it. When you have faith in something, you can have faith in your car <laughs> that it's going to start when you need it to start, that it's going to go when you need it to go. And uh, your faith can be misplaced because your car can let you down. <laughs> you can have faith in people, and the faith can be well-placed or misplaced. They can come through like you expected them to, or they can fail. But what we're talking about is faith in God, and God is faithful. Faithful means He is worthy of trust. He is completely reliable. It's one of the reasons why we're, we're told, the scripture says, it is impossible for God to lie. It's also impossible for him to fail. So if what he told you will never be anything other than the complete truth, and if he told you he would do something and he will never fail to do that, you can trust him. You can rely on him. When we're talking about faith in faith school, we're talking about faith in God. Not just faith in yourself, not just faith in principles, faith in the person. The person who created the heavens and the earth. The person that when you're born again, you call your father. Let's say it out loud, class. Say, God, God. is my very own father. And I am his very own child. Hallelujah. 
And why am I saying that? Because to say the next thing, I trust my Father. I trust my God. If He says it, I believe it. If He says He'll do it, I expect that to happen. No matter what it looks or feels like. So faith is persuasion. Faith is being assured. Faith is trusting. Go with me to Romans 4 and you'll see uh, uh, one of the best illustrations of this that I know of. Romans 4 talks about Abraham. We're beginning about verse 16 or so. Romans 4, 16. And uh, Abraham is held up to us as the preeminent example of faith. In fact, we're told those of us who, who are of faith were the children of Abraham. And we walk in the same steps of faith that Abraham did. In Romans 4 and uh, 16, it says, It is of faith that it might be by grace, to the end the promise might be sure to all the seed, not to that only which is of the law, but to that also which is of the faith of Abraham, who's the father of us all. He's the father of a faith father. We're faith children of our faith father. Verse 17, as it's written, I've made you a father of many nations before him whom he believed, even God, who quickens the dead and calls those things which be not as though they were. Now, this is a, this is a big revelation about faith and how faith works, and eventually we're going to get to this and camp on it a while. But verse 18 Abraham, against hope, believed in hope that he might become the father of many nations according to that which was spoken, so shall thy seed be. And it goes on to say in verse 19, and being not weak in faith, he considered not his own body now dead when he's about a hundred years old, neither yet the deadness of Sarah's womb, but he was strong. Hallelujah. Verse 20, he staggered not at the promise of God through unbelief. He was strong in faith, giving glory to God. Everybody say strong in faith. Strong in faith. Giving, glory to God. giving glory to God. And in fact, when we do trust God, it honors Him. It glorifies Him. When we doubt the one who's never lied to us, who's never failed, has never failed to come through, it's dishonorable, it's disrespectful. He was strong in faith, giving glory to God. And verse 21, do you see this? Being what? Being fully persuaded that what he, God, had promised, he was able also to perform. This is the very definition of what faith is. What is faith? Faith is being persuaded. Faith is being convinced. Faith is being assured. So what we have to overcome in order to become this way, we have to overcome ignorance and we have to overcome indecision or as the Bible calls it, wavering. Wavering. If you're 
vacillating. Maybe it is, maybe it's not, maybe you will, maybe you won't. Are you persuaded? Well, no. Are you convinced? No, you're not yet convinced. What's the solution to that? Well, the scripture says faith comes by hearing. Hearing what the Lord said, hearing the anointed word, that's how you get persuaded, which is why we saved you this seat here, faith school. You keep hearing what the Lord said, and if you're open-hearted and minded about it, you can get to the place where you stop wondering, you stop wavering, you stop vacillating, and you become persuaded. You become convinced. You keep on feeding on the same thing, you can become fully persuaded. And when you become fully persuaded, you become strong, strong in faith, no longer wavering, no longer vacillating, strong in faith, and that gives glory to God. And one of the reasons, one of the ways it gives glory to God is it allows Him to do what He wants to do in your life. And when His Good things are manifested, and healing is manifested, that glorifies God. Your needs are met, that glorifies God. Your children are helped. You, you overcome a, something that's been keeping you down. You have victories. All of this glorifies God. Say it out loud again, strong in faith, giving glory to God. <laughs> strong in faith. We see that Abraham was fully persuaded that what God had promised, he was able also to perform. Now, uh, 1 Peter, let, let's go to there. 1 Peter, the first chapter and the seventh verse. No matter what you may be dealing with, it's possible to overcome anxiety. It's possible to overcome indecision. If you remember in, in the writings of uh, Kings, you'll see that the prophet uh, challenged the people. They had left God and were serving Baal and idol worshiping. And, and he said to them, he said, if, if Baal is God, serve him. But if Jehovah's God, serve him. He said, how long are you going to halt between two opinions? And that's the thing that you have to overcome. It's been much misunderstood. People have thought that every prayer should be prayed with an if it be thy will. Lord, you know, uh, I'm asking for money to pay my bills if it be thy will. Lord, I'm asking, for, I'm asking for help in my body for healing, if it be thy will. But that's, that's a lack of understanding. We should commit to the Lord and say, Lord, you know, I'm willing to do your will. And uh, when you come to a thing that your will could be different from his, you want to submit your will to his. But Brother F.F. F. Bosworth, who wrote the great book, uh, Christ the Healer, he made this statement, and it's, it's a significant one. He said, faith begins where the will of God is known. 
Faith begins. That's where it starts. Not where the will of God is debated, but where the will of God is known. What is faith? Faith is persuasion. Faith is being persuaded. So if you don't know whether it's God's will to help you pay your bills or not, you can't have faith about that. If you're not sure whether it's God's will for you to be healed or not, you can't have faith for that. And so even though people have been well-meaning, and, and it sounds good to say, if it be thy will, on every prayer, yet it's wrong thinking. And this kind of thing undermines your faith. And you'll find in reading about people like uh, Abraham, and if you look at the great Hebrews 11, that great hall of fame of faith, none of these people were debating the will of God. They had heard from God. They were convinced of what God said he would do, of what God wanted them to do, and they were no longer questioning the will of God. If you're questioning, you're not persuaded. And if you're going to be in faith, you've got to get persuaded. So instead of just pleading and, and wondering and, and wavering, we, we live in a world that's full of confusion and wavering and vacillating, but we don't have to be that way. If we'll get in the textbook, if we'll let God build in us the consciousness of His revealed will, we can get very, very stable and very strong, and we'll be in position to lay hold. Instead of just wait and wonder, we can lay hold and receive. Um, I mentioned the scripture to you earlier, but I, I want to go a little bit different direction, if that's okay. Go to the book of James. James, the first chapter, and let's notice this, because it's talking about the same thing. James 1 and verse 5. James 1 and verse 5 says, If uh, any of you lack wisdom, let him ask of God that gives to all men liberally and upbraids not, and it shall be given him. Did you know your father's a giver? He's the giver. And, and we all need wisdom every day of our life. Wisdom is one of the most precious, valuable things there is. If you got wisdom about a thing, you, you see where it's going and how it's going to end up and wind up. And if you know that, then you know what you need to do now in order to get from here to there. And if you're in a situation where you don't know what's going on and, and you don't know which way to go and you don't know how this thing's going to turn out, uh, the Father said, ask me. Ask me for wisdom. And He won't upbraid you because you didn't know. He'll give to us liberally. It'll be given Him. Verse 6, but notice what we have to do. But let Him do what? Let him ask in faith. So it's not just asking, 
but it's asking in faith. Again, what, what is faith? It's asking persuaded. It's asking being sure. Let him ask in faith, what? Nothing wavering. Wavering's the opposite of being persuaded. What's wavering? Well, he, he describes it. He that wavers is like a wave of the sea that's uh, driven with the wind and tossed. When the wind's blowing on the water, the water moves with the wind. Whichever way the wind's blowing. The wind blows south, the water moves south. If the wind's blowing north today, the water moves north. And if you don't know God and you don't have faith, that's the way you'll be. That's the way I'll be. We'll be whichever way the wind is blowing today. And if the, our feelings and people are talking this uh, and, and we're experiencing this, then we'll be blown this way. And we'll think this is how it should be today. But tomorrow, if it's blowing another way, we'll think, well, you know, I prayed a prayer and I felt good when I prayed and maybe God will do it. And tomorrow you don't feel so good, well, maybe he won't. I don't know. I hope he do. Hope he do. Hope he will. Maybe he won't. Up, down, in, out. Just whichever way the wind is blowing. Wavering. And if you're that way, what did the scripture say? Verse 7. He said, let not that man or woman either think that they shall receive anything of the Lord. Boy, I don't like the sound of that, do you? Not receiving anything. Don't, why wouldn't you receive? Not because it's not God's will, but because you weren't convinced it was God's will. You're wavering. You're wondering, maybe it's the will of God for me to prosper and and maybe it's will of God, but I don't, maybe not. I've heard people say that God doesn't like that kind of thing. And maybe it's God's will for me to be healed, and, but I don't know. You know, I've heard, I've heard people say other things. I've heard people say that maybe God's teaching you something through this. And well, see, in that situation, what did the Scripture say? You won't receive anything. You won't receive anything. We've got to overcome. We talked about us being overcomers. Overcome what? Overcome confusion. Overcome wrong thinking. Overcome things that have been taught contrary to the Scripture and the will of God. Overcome our own feelings and get settled. Get rooted. Get grounded where we can say, this is the will of God. I know it. I've seen it. I've got 32 scriptures for it. God never changes. It was his will then. It's his will now. It'll always be his will. Only when you get to this kind of persuaded and fully persuaded heart are you able now to exercise faith. No longer questioning the will of God because you found it in the Bible. No longer vacillating, no longer wondering, 
Read it again. Well, excuse me, I, I didn't finish reading this. Verse 8. Verse 8, he said, a double-minded man is what? Unstable in all his ways. So that you can see that is the very opposite of what faith is. Faith is being persuaded. Abraham, he heard what God told him, that he was going to be the father of uh, you know, so many children that you couldn't count them, more than the stars, more than the sand on the seashore. And even though that just seemed so impossible, he just believed it. He, he, he stopped questioning it. He stopped wondering about it. He just accepted it and was fully persuaded of it. And having been fully persuaded, the Bible said that God counted it to him as righteousness. And he was called the friend of God. What many have thought was humility in just continually saying, well, if it's the will of God, if it's the will of God, if it's the will of God, has been uh, a refusal to heed the word of God, which requires us to feed on it until we get persuaded and we no longer asking what the will of God is in that area. We've accepted what he told us is his will. And we're standing strong on it. Instability is the result of wavering. That's lack of faith. We live in a world where people don't know who they are. They don't know what they are. They don't know why they're here, where they're going. Is there a God? We don't know. Is there a life after death? Nobody knows. Oh yeah, somebody knows. You can know. If you accept the Word of God and the Spirit of God as the authority. If you don't, then you'll just wrestle with other men's ideas throughout your whole life. And you'll be unstable. Unstable. We're on a mission here at Faith School to stamp out instability. <laughs> We're going to become fully persuaded. We're going to become strong in the Lord and the power of His might. Strong in faith, giving glory to God. Let's go over it again. What are we seeing in class today? What is faith? Many think it's this mysterious, unknowable thing. Faith is being sure. Faith is being confident. Faith is being fully persuaded. Hallelujah. Everybody said out loud, I have faith. I have faith. And my faith is strong. And my faith is strong. Glorifying God. Glorifying God. 